Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Atkinson here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. You've been hearing about the Texas power outages and all the controversies. This week on Full Measure, I'm going to be digging into some fascinating background about what's going on with energy, the competition between fossil fuel and renewables, and how it could all be costing you money. It was in 2019 that the United States became what some people called energy independent for the first time in something like three decades, meaning simply that we were exporting more oil and gas than we were importing. And a lot of people said this is a really good trend in terms of national security, because when we're not relying on other countries for our energy needs, we're less apt to have to get involved in foreign conflicts and foreign wars to protect our oil and gas interests. And then domestically, of course, it means that prices of gas are lower. In fact, a lot of goods are costing less because they're moved to grocery stores and around the country through use of trucks that drive around using fossil fuel. So when they're paying less for gas, it means they don't have to charge us as much on the other end when we buy the consumer products. And even things like airline tickets are impacted because jet fuel prices make up some of what they charge us for tickets when we fly wherever we fly. So this was considered a good trend by all concerned. Well, there have been a lot of changes since then. First of all, of course, The Biden administration has different ideas as to how much we should rely on oil and gas domestically versus what they call clean energy. The shutdowns as a result of coronavirus, those also have changed a lot of the dynamic when it comes to energy prices. So there's a lot going on. And then add to that, you all probably saw in the news the chaos that happened in Texas. And then, as I've talked about in my latest book, Slanted, how everything immediately becomes politicized these days when it's reported on the news, it seems. So the power outages and the problems in Texas then became the subject of dueling narratives. Either it was because they were over-reliant on so-called green energy or clean energy, or it was not because they were over-reliant on green energy. And you're left to wonder what is the case, because I know as you flip around and watch the news, you think you can't really believe necessarily what you're getting on the various channels or when you're reading online because you're hearing one side of a story. Usually you're getting a slant. Well, meantime, I had already been reporting on a lot of interesting power issues, and I'll bet this is the first time, the story that I'm going to have this Sunday on Full Measure, that you've heard about some of these things we're going to talk about today and some of the things I'm going to report on that program. By the way, that will be Sunday, February 21st. And I call my cover story Power Play, And it's sort of a look at some arcane things going on in the world of energy, 
laws that you may not know about that ultimately can impact what we pay for power wherever we live, disputes going on between the oil and gas industry and the clean energy industry. So for this story, I went to Montana and dug into a specific incident and found out really it has application in a lot of places in the country. And in a number of states, there was already before this problem in Texas with the weather, growing talk of impending power shortages, even when we were declared energy independent. Why, why would that be? Experts were predicting that starting as early as this year in some states, there wouldn't be enough electricity available during peak demand times. And that would pose a growing risk of blackouts, they said, in places like Washington State, Oregon, Idaho, Utah, Wyoming, and Montana. Remember, you've been hearing about rolling blackouts in California as a result of them trying to prevent wildfires because a lot of those wildfires were ultimately blamed on poorly maintained power lines that sparked and set fires, costing billions and billions of dollars. So now when it gets windy and dry and they think the conditions are ripe maybe for a sparked power line to start a wildfire, they just shut the power off. So that's the reason behind some of the blackouts in California. But there are predictions, as I said, that these could be happening in other places for different reasons. And that means everybody's trying to find solutions. You know, to imagine that here we are in 2020, close to or energy independent, at least we were, and that we would be facing power shortages, it seems strange. Well, I started this story in Montana, which is a place where, gosh, it was so cold when I was there recently, and the winter days are pretty short. But I found out that in terms of sunlight, Montana still rated as 26% better than the national average. And some people say big sky country is the perfect environment for solar energy because of that. But that's not so easy because there's a political and a business climate that come into play as well. So Montana's utility regulator, the Public Service Commission, every state has its own version of this, they made a controversial decision back in 2017. That's what my story centers on. And it was a decision that benefited the utility monopoly, Northwestern Energy. And that's according to Ann Hedges. I spoke with her for the story. She's with the nonprofit Montana Environmental Information Center, an environmentalist group. So again, we're talking about the Public Service Commission in Montana making a decision in 2017 that benefited the fossil fuel big utility monopoly. They made a rule that according to those who disagreed with it, that disadvantaged solar energy developers. And because that caused quite a bit of controversy among those who advocate for clean energy and solar energy, and they thought maybe there was a violation of a federal law, they filed a court case to fight it. But let's get to that in a moment. The federal law that could have been violated is one that dates back to the 1970s. If you've been around long enough, you remember the energy crisis, I sure do, in the 1970s, the long lines of the gas stations, oil prices quadrupled and there was panic. I think there were odd even days at the pump. You could only buy gas If your uh, license plate ended with an odd number, you could go on certain days of the week. And if it ended with an even number, you could go on certain days of the week. Fuel was rationed. And I even remember people were siphoning and stealing gas out of each other's cars. So for the first time, they started putting locks on gas tanks. I don't think they were locked before that. 
Well, in response to all of this, to try to avoid something like that happening in the future, Congress passed something in 1978 called the Public Utility Regulatory Policies Act. So for short, it's PERPA, stands for PERPA. And I'll bet you haven't heard of it. I hadn't anyway, but it impacts really every state. It was meant to promote energy conservation and to pump up supplies so that dominant electric monopolies would have to buy some of their power from alternative energy projects. Did you know that? That big oil and gas fossil fuel monopolies in every state, they supposedly have to buy some of their electricity from alternative energy? So today it's left up to each state's public service commission to mediate these transactions. These are touchy contacts between fossil fuel-reliant companies and their renewable energy competitors. They're forced to work together. The fossil fuel companies forced to come up with some kind of a deal to buy energy from the renewable energy companies. So back to this controversial decision in 2017 by Montana's Public Service Commission. It basically cut the rates that the fossil fuel company, Northwestern Energy, would have to pay solar companies for their power it slashed those rates by 40%. And the question kind of was whether the Montana Public Service Commission did this on purpose to try to sabotage the solar companies. What added fuel to that question was what I call a hot mic moment at the Public Service Commission the day of the vote. There was an intermission in the Public Service Commission meeting and one of the commissioners didn't think the microphones were still on. And all of this is being recorded Ultimately, it's posted online after the meetings. Maybe it's even carried live. But this commissioner could be heard talking to a staff person, and he says, I guess that takes care of the whole thing. Now, he's saying this after they made this crucial vote that disadvantaged the solar companies. This was Commissioner Bob Lake speaking, by the way. And he seemed to be acknowledging that cutting the rates that solar companies would get would be enough to kill small solar projects. So he went on to say, and you can hear this clip if you watch Full Measure because I play a portion of it, but Commissioner Bob Lake was talking and said, honestly, at this low price, I can't imagine anyone going to get into it. And the staff member says, no, no one. And then the commissioner goes on to say, so it's going to be a moot point because just dropping the rate that much probably took care of the whole thing. Of course, the question is, what does he mean when he says took care of the whole thing? And critics said they took that to mean it solved the problem of these pesky solar developers wanting to contract with the big utility. Interestingly enough, on this hot mic moment, as you'll see, there's a point at which the people who are being recorded, the commissioner and the staff members, start to realize maybe they're being overheard. The commissioner says, we're still live. And the staff member says, yeah, but I think our mics are off. Well, they weren't off, and this information, or at least what the solar advocates saw as a conspiracy to disadvantage them, quickly circulated around in Montana. And we asked Commissioner Lake, by the way, for an interview to see if he had a different explanation for what he meant when he was talking, but he declined our interview request. I don't think he did any interviews after this happened. But meantime, the environmentalists filed a lawsuit And they argued that the decision by the Public Service Commission was unlawful and unfair and was designed to basically lock out clean energy development in Montana. After a short break, I'll tell you how that lawsuit fleshed out 
and why there's another side of the story and how it could all impact the prices we pay for energy. Do you have something to say and want to make your own podcast? Let me tell you how to do that for free with Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's all you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The news as we once knew it no longer exists. It's become a product molded and shaped to suit the narrative. Facts that don't fit are omitted. Off-narrative people and views are controversialized or neatly deposited down the memory hole. My new book, Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism, is filled with important context regarding the death of the news as we once knew it. Pick up your copy of Slanted today. We're back, and we are talking about the power dynamic going on across the country. Kind of a behind-the-scenes thing that we're not exposed to as customers on a regular basis, but it's impacting the prices we pay for energy. So there was a lawsuit filed in Montana by environmentalists against a decision by the Public Service Commission in Montana that made it harder for small solar energy companies to sell their power to the big utility, even though the big utility, the fossil fuel companies, required under a 1970s law to buy some power, and so are utilities and monopolies across the nation required to buy some power from renewable energy developers. Well, after a lengthy court battle, the environmentalists won in Montana, the Montana Supreme Court ruled against the Public Service Commission and said that solar companies should be paid more than what the Public Service Commission said they should be paid. So now let's talk about the other side of the story because there is another side, as with most stories. Roger Koopman is one of the commissioners who was on the Public Service Commission that voted to cut the solar rates. Obviously, the Public Service Commission isn't happy with the Supreme Court decision because the Supreme Court did not back them up and, in fact, hiked the rates back up beyond that 40% cut that the Public Service Commission wanted to give to the solar companies. So the justification was the court said solar companies needed to get a certain amount of money for their energy from the fossil fuel companies to be able to get into the business and be competitive. And without that, they probably couldn't even enter the market. But Roger Koopman, this commissioner, said that that justification turns the rule of law on its head because the way he sees it, that's not what the federal law requires. He says the federal law is not required to guarantee the business success of any company, green energy or otherwise. And he says the Public Service Commission is not there to take sides and to advantage one form of energy over another, but to help produce an even playing field and then let the competitive forces take over from there to produce the best energy in the cheapest way for customers. And Koopman says in that decision that they made to not pay solar power companies as much as they wanted or said they needed to stay in business, Koopman says he and the rest of the Public Service Commission were doing 
what was right for customers because with the court's decision, Northwestern Energy will have to pay solar companies 144% more than what the Public Service Commission advised. And that cost, he says, gets passed on to customers. So the way Coupon described it, he said a big part of the conflict is there are people that believe very much in renewable energy. And he says these advocates believe that renewable energy should be getting a premium price for the power that they sell, something extra, as he calls it. But on the other hand, he says, and I think he's right about this, there's an attitude by many that they think renewable energy is great, but they shouldn't have to pay more for it than if they bought their energy from the traditional monopoly, that it should reflect the market cost of the energy, not more, not less. So there's two ways to look at what the Public Service Commission did or tried to do. And it turns out this conflict, as the environmentalist Ann Hedges told us, is coming up in many states. There are utilities who don't like having to buy somebody else's electricity. You kind of can't blame them. But there's that law, depending on your interpretation of it from the 1970s, that says they have to. And is that law designed to help make sure that there are some renewable energy companies that are successful? Or is that law designed to just make sure we have enough energy and are not so reliant on one dominant form of energy or one company that's a monopoly? The Montana Public Service Commission now insists that people in Montana are going to be paying more than they should for power because of this decision that the Public Service Commission lost because Northwestern Energy is going to have to pay more for solar power and because those costs are going to be passed on to customers. Maybe you are a clean energy advocate and you don't think there's a problem with that because for these renewable energy companies to exist and survive and thrive, maybe you think we should pay more if that's what it takes to get them onto the playing field, as they say. So watch for this story on full measure. That again is Sunday, February 21st. What else do we have coming up? I think this is the second story in the program, one of the most interesting stories we've had so far this year that you probably, again, haven't heard about. Did you know that hospitals are now required as of January for the first time ever to provide pricing information for medical services up front? In other words, before now, you might want to know how much an MRI would cost at a hospital or a knee replacement would cost, but they didn't have to tell you up front. Sometimes they probably couldn't, but even if they knew, it's a confusing calculation depending on what insurance you have or if you're on Medicare. And they use this sort of confusing system to basically not tell you what it was going to cost. They would just say they couldn't. And it made medical services really one of the few things in this country that you couldn't shop around for. And there's a difference in not just hundreds, but thousands of dollars sometimes in pricing, as it turns out. I've done some stories on that in the past on Full Measure, where there have been studies done that show, even in the same town, differences of thousands of dollars for the exact same medical procedure, not even dependent on, well, this one hospital or medical facility was in a nice part of town that paid more for real estate, and the other one wasn't, wasn't even based on that, just seemingly random differences in pricing that nobody could really justify with hard facts. Well, now, because of a rule passed under the Trump administration, which hospitals fought, they now have to provide this information up front. So this is a very real change that's going to make a difference to a lot of people. And I think some people might say, well, 
does it really matter what I pay for a medical procedure because my insurance covers most of it and I only pay X out of pocket? And what people don't understand is that's not true. You're paying all of it. You're paying the cost in your premiums that you pay every month. It may look like you get a little out-of-pocket bill, and then you get an overinflated bill from the hospital that makes it look like, boy, you had a $20,000 bill that insurance was only charged $10,000 for, and then your insurance paid all of that except your little $200 deductible, and you're supposed to think you got a great deal. But in fact, analysts say, we are being vastly overcharged for many medical services under this system. That's why our premiums are high. Even if your out-of-pocket expenses don't look so bad, you are paying for that. And that if people start shopping around, whether you have insurance or not, or whatever kind of insurance you have, once you start seeing that there are places that offer a medical procedure for so much less, if people start going for that, prices will come down and everybody's insurance costs should go down. There's some examples given in the story on Full Measure that I have where people are being offered incentives. Let's say you're covered by an insurance plan through work, but your work is saying if you can get a cheaper price on a medical procedure, they'll pay for more of it or give you a bonus cash back. So all of these things could help reduce the cost of medical procedures that are many times just vastly overpriced, according to really every analyst but we could never really shop around or have the transparency before. So this is a really big change, a very big deal. I don't know why more people aren't talking about it or reporting on it, but we'll have more on this on Full Measure on Sunday. We also have a story from the amazing Josie Sturman, where she's talking about the impact of the coronavirus shutdowns on rural hospitals. You may have heard that you know, the urban hospitals in some cases have been overrun and had so many patients. A lot of them, as you know, have received payments related to coronavirus. Well, it turns out some rural hospitals have the opposite problem. Because of the shutdown and because certain procedures have been put off to make sure there isn't overcrowding, the rural hospitals have been left without the kind of business in some cases they normally have. And some of them are now on the brink of financial disaster. Sort of the opposite problem of the urban hospitals we've seen on the news. And then lastly, on Full Measure this Sunday, I'd like to have fun stories, pretty visual stories, you know, some, some good stuff to end the program with from time to time. And this one is a visit to a dinosaur museum that is so far off the beaten path, I'll bet you'll never get there in person, but that's why I went. And one of the curators will show us around. If you love fossils and dinosaurs and all that cool stuff like I do, you're sure to love the last story in our program, Sunday on Full Measure. So watch it live. You can find out where there's a station in your area by going to fullmeasure.news and clicking about, or go to CherylAckison.com and click the Full Measure tab for a list of cities and where we're on and what time. And if you don't have a Full Measure station in your area, don't worry, because you can always watch on our appster, S-T-I-R-R, downloading that and watch on demand or live, or probably the easiest thing, as I always say, is just to go to fullmeasure.news online. These segments are replayed at fullmeasure.news starting around 11 or 12 Eastern time on Sundays. We post them, and then they sit there throughout the week. In fact, you can go right now and watch the previous week's segments, which are posted. We're trying to do those off-narrative stories, those interesting stories that have kind of been ignored the last four or five years because everybody's obsessed with the same 
four or five on narrative stories, usually involving the same political scandals or narratives over and over again. And most Sunday shows will have the same guests and they'll be talking about the same stuff. So our goal is to do the opposite of that. And I hope you'll check out Full Measure. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that you will subscribe to Full Measure After Hours, leave a great review and share it with your friends. Also watch out for the Cheryl Ackeson podcast, my other podcast, where I continue talking about off-narrative and interesting topics that other people find too hot to handle or you're only hearing maybe one side of an issue on. Don't forget to check out also my bestseller, Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. If you like this kind of reporting, I promise you will love Slanted and you will learn a lot about what's really behind the death of the news as we once knew it and what you can do about it. Do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself.